from Quite the Thing Media. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to What a Maneuver uh, here on Quite the Thing Media. My name's Simon, as ever. Uh, Kev's not here tonight. He's uh, otherwise engaged at a sporting event in uh, Glasgow somewhere. Uh, so I've got a very special guest tonight. Um, he's a, a friend of our, our other show on the Heart and Hand Network. Um, he's one of the, the best up-and-coming Scottish wrestlers uh, today, in my opinion. And he's had a really good last few months in insane championship wrestling based in Glasgow. Um, and his name's Jason Reed. Jason, welcome to the show. Simon, thanks very much for having me, mate. It's been a, a pleasure always to, to come on. Looking forward to, uh, to having a catch-up and a chat about some wrestling tonight. Yeah, yeah. And, but last time we spoke, obviously, another interview, we kind of went over your, your sort of history in wrestling and, and the sort of wrestling that you like growing up and stuff. But we're, we're going to take a sort of a deep dive into the last few months uh, in your, your own career in ICW. And really what's been going on over the summer and really the move back to live crowds eh, starting to come back into the into ICW and into your career as well. So um, I'm, I'm trying to think, early on in the summer events, if I kind of back on and off, I think, was it Shug's House Party was, was postponed again? That was supposed to be another big, big event for you as well. But um, unfortunately, the, the, the restrictions only really lifted in the last couple of months. So... Yeah, um, the last time, well, one of the, the in the summer, uh, early doors, it was a feud you were in uh, with BT Gun, and we know his sort of reputation throughout uh, Scottish wrestling, British wrestling in general. He's, he's one of the, the top stars. He has been for a number of years. What was it like getting, in, first of all, involved in that feud with him and, and working with him? Yeah, I mean, it was it was really good. Obviously, it was an exciting time. Um, you know, in general, because, you know, like you've just alluded uh, to, we were looking to get the crowds back for Shug's house party, um, but the restrictions, unfortunately, didn't really work in our favour. Um, so we had to postpone that, and then we eventually got crowds back in uh, sort of start of August. So we started the feuds um, probably early summer in June, and then it finished um, in August. So it finished with, uh, you know, live crowds, which was amazing. Yeah. But it was, yeah, it, it was a great experience. It was great to work, um, obviously, with BT Gunn. You know, he's been there and done it um, 10 plus years now at the very top uh, in ICW. Uh, and, and, yeah, like I said, it was amazing to, to kind of round that off in front of a live crowd the first time um, in, you know, about 18 months so yeah, it was really special, and it was um, yeah definitely a fun time throughout the summer working with uh, working with them in ICW yeah, for sure. Yeah, and also obviously coach was involved in that that feud as well. He kind of reverted back to his, his old I wouldn't say gimmick, his old persona um, during that feud as well. I think there was one at one time he was held hostage or, or taken hostage at one point as well, and he came back yeah basically a different man, but he came back to your side and. That that's a, that's just another part of a coach and Adam that we, that we know that he's he's got deep inside him and again has his past in British wrestling is, is well known as well. So good to have coach back by your side uh, throughout that storyline as well. Yeah, absolutely, and and obviously everyone well not everyone knows but you know coach has got a, a sort of rich history in wrestling, and um, you know he's been about for a very long time as well. And he, um, before he you know he, he stepped into the management side of things in wrestling. He had his own career, um, yeah. you know, across Scottish wrestling where, 
you know, he went out and done, did his own thing um, and obviously fought in matches, etc., etc. before he, he went into management. And um, yeah, that I mean, for us, that was really just about reminding him, reminding everyone that, you know, although he is a manager, he is very, very capable of, of getting down and dirty if he needs to. And, he, you know, he hasn't lost that side. Um, to his game, uh, there was there was a few sort of um, instances throughout the feud where you know, like you said, he he got taken hostage and um, you know he was tied up and stuff, and and that that kind of forced him to 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 really look into his past, and it brought out that that other side of him that we yep. probably haven't seen in ICW, um, which was really cool. You know, it, it kind of flipped a switch for Coach. Um, it, it kind of brought the tensions up between between him and I across the. The span of the few months but um yeah it was exciting to to see that side of him because i obviously hadn't really worked with um adam shame before i don't yeah coach so for me that was really the first time that i was getting to see it in icw as well so yeah it was a really really cool um way to go about business yeah i was going to say that as well there was a wee point in the, the whole uh, storyline and the feud there that you were kind of hesitant to get involved in some of these shenanigans at first but I think at the end of the day, he kind of talked you around to it, and that's what a good manager does. He gets you to see his way, and, and that's the way to the top. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think what I, I was conscious of, obviously, um, you know, at the end of the day, coach is the manager, um, and um, putting it bluntly, the aim is to, to get Jason Reed to the very top as quick as possible. Um, and for, you know, for a few a few weeks, maybe up to, you know, a month or so, um, there was kind of the thought that perhaps Coach was in it for himself, mm-hmm. um, and he was trying to trying to get Adam Shame back to the top, um, yeah. which obviously you know muddied the waters a little bit. Uh, it made things a little a little difficult. Um, but you know we ironed out those issues and bottomed out any sort of um, problems that we had, and um, yeah, we 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 got our heads together and, and we we realised that you know it's not about one or the other; it's about the people collectively uh, and, and about making that a success and getting to the top in ICW Absolutely, absolutely. speaking of the people we mentioned crowds being back as well and you're quite a polarising figure in ICW I would say, um, especially in the Glasgow area, you know, you know what things are like it's a split city as well And yeah. when you enter the arena, the ICW arena or just any arena in general the, the crowds can be quite split 50-50 how, how do you work, what's your key to working those crowds and and getting the best out of not only yourself but interaction with the crowd. Yeah, I mean it's it's a good point. I don't think there's any anyone else that really gets the same type of reaction just based on obviously what we're trying to portray. So you know when we go into you know the sold out asylum or whatever uh, on a Sunday evening, um, we don't know how the crowd's going to react because truth be told, is that they react different every single time, and it depends you know who's in the crowd. It depends what's happened that day, that weekend, leading up to it. So there's a lot of moving parts. But the, the key to it for us is really just being true to ourselves, being, you know, um, staying uh, within what we believe to be, um, you know, our characters uh, and letting the crowd do what they want to do. Because um, you know, regardless of how they react, we are there to do our job. Uh, you know, we're there to, to beat someone up and, and obviously take the win. But, um, yeah, to your point, if if they want to sing or cheer, then, you know, we're going to play up to that. If they want to boo um, and cheer, then guess what? We're going to play up to that too. 
Um, so that's the beauty of it. You know, we we can we can go out and get a different reaction one night and then come out the, the very next weekend and the reaction is totally different. Um, and I think that's why it's so fun. Um, and the key as well is not to get too bogged down with one or the other. Yeah. Uh, and obviously just be true to, to ourselves, remember the game plan and just let people have fun, you know, and, and we'll jump on it. Uh, I think it was yeah. two weekends ago. Uh, the whole place was was pretty much singing and chanting throughout the entrance. They literally took over the entrance. The um, the music guys had to switch off the entrance music because the the crowds were chanting that loud, um, <laughs> and we couldn't actually start the next segment because they just kept singing and singing and singing. And that's what it's all about. That's ICW. That's Glasgow. Yeah, um, and and that's what we do. Absolutely, and that's that's the thing as well. A lot of the, the listeners to this show we've gotten not just from Scotland and England, but we have got a lot from like America and even as far on as Australia. And we we can they can see you in action. Now that's the thing. That's the beauty of it. ICW is, is shown worldwide on the, the WWE network, and that that's the good yeah. thing about it. There's a new weekly show added every week, so you're out there now. You, your persona is out there now, and hopefully the, when the listeners listen to this show t- tonight and over the next few days. That'll be then more exposed to ICW as well, and that's no bad thing because it was a pipe dream a couple of years ago. ICW being on the on such a platform as the WWE Network, and it, it does a lot of independent wrestling often overlooked. And in my opinion, it is great to see a Scottish-based promotion, especially still thriving because after the pandemic and whatnot, things could have went horribly wrong, but. ICW, fair play, and they found a way to, to keep working through, taping shows and, and just keeping fans entertained and, and always having that weekly show out there. So, yeah, um, I can only just imagine you, you, you it's quite uh, surreal seeing that worldwide exposure now. Yeah, it's crazy. And it, it's really, really good for the, 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 the company and the product as well. Um, you know, because obviously they've got the deal with the WWE Network and Peacock TV now in the US as well. So, you know, collectively worldwide, um, we're available in 900 million homes across yeah. the globe, which is insane. Um, you know, a company that started up from uh, from scratch in Glasgow sort of 15 years ago, um, you know, is now um, worldwide on a platform like the, the WWE Network and Peacock TV, which is insane. And it's just amazing because now all these people around the world and every all of these countries can watch ICW and they can watch it every single weekend. And that's just the beauty of it. You know, there's just so much to watch on the WWE Network. It's not just, you know, pay-per-views, Raw, SmackDown. You have the independent shows now, which are obviously available to watch. And, uh, you know, we're running weekly episodes as well, you know, so... Yeah. And you watch one, and I guarantee you will watch another and another and another because you will want to just find out what happens next. You know, we want to produce it as a TV show about wrestling rather than the other way around, you know, so that we we have, um, you know, each episode we're telling a story and we we work through that towards the end. um, And, you know, it's all about creating that story from start to finish and... um, you know, uh, hooking the, the viewer and, and making them want to come back and watch more and more. So, yeah, that's why it's so cool and it's so special that ICW gets to uh, to share that platform. Absolutely. Um, the last couple of months, obviously, this, well, not, not the last couple of months, but the last couple of weeks on the network as well, we've kind of seen you were in one of the, it was the Fatal 4-Way match. Um, there was a bit yeah. of an altercation ringside as well 
at first a lot of people were thinking, what's, what's going on here? And kind of, especially with, with fans who weren't in attendance that night, they didn't know what had happened. There was a lot of word of mouth, especially on social media, yeah. as to what had happened. ICW, I think, then released a video on their Facebook and social media sites just showing the altercation. Yeah. Um, and basically, um, it's turned out that it's an MMA uh, fighter, Chris Bungard, that's got ended up getting involved with yourself and yeah. things have kind of escalated. And one of the last episodes I watched, it was obviously yourself and coach were in the ring and, and Red Lightning had uh, appeared mm. and, and that's where it kind of ended uh, with that. So how did this all come about and what's your thoughts on Bungard going forward? And obviously we'll, we'll discuss in a bit of detail about the next big event coming up, but that altercation at the time, what what was going through your mind when that? Because that's one of those ones where you, a fan's not, not supposed to put their hands on the wrestlers. Yeah, exactly. And um, I'm glad we can we can sort of openly talk about it now because there was a there was a, a probably a period of time for about a few weeks where you know I wasn't able to speak out on this because you know representatives from from both parties were uh, obviously in discussions. Um, there was a lot of um, legalities that that we had to discuss. Um, you know, before this really went any further, because that that wasn't, you know, we we obviously put on shows and and we looked to entertain, you know, the the fans that turn up and we looked to entertain the the fans worldwide, um, you know that that wasn't part of um our entertainment that night, um, you know I had uh, messages, uh, hundreds of messages from from fans, promoters, I had a message from the Daily Record, um, <laughs> asking what had happened and and to to you know give statements and stuff um, but obviously as I said we were kind of um, we were told that we weren't able to discuss it until you know discussions took place so essentially um, you know in the fatal four way match um, there's a the bit in the match where I'm on the apron and DCT has knocked me off mm-hmm. um, I've flown back into the, the barricade now for anyone that's really not seen ICW or I guess if you have seen it you know how intimate the setting is yeah. so the 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 barrier that separates the fans and the performance performers is probably only about a foot from the ring, so it's very very close, um, and it's just, it can be quite hard to to judge when you're falling backwards. So I've fallen backwards from the ring towards the barrier. I've attempted to hit the barrier, um, you know, as we do so often, and it just so happens that uh, Chris Bungard was stood the other side of the barrier watching because, you know, I understand he's a fan of wrestling. He paid money, he paid to, for a ticket with him and him and his friends to watch ICW. I've inadvertently bumped into Chris. Uh, I've turned around because obviously I've felt that I've, I've hit someone, so I've immediately turned around to make sure that I haven't injured a fan, which was the first priority. Uh, Chris has then put his hands on me. Uh, I went on record to say that um, you know you pay your money for a ticket, you can you can shout at me, cheer me, um, whatever you want to do. Stay behind the barrier. You know the moment that you cross that line and you you know you jump over or you put your hands on a wrestler, then unfortunately it's fair game and we're going to act in self defence because we're we don't know what you're going to do. Um, and and that's just as true for someone that then pushes a wrestler. Uh, I then retaliated. I pushed him back. Um, everyone flooded out. Uh, referees, members of staff, and and split it up. Um, there was obviously then discussions thereafter. Um, you know about 
uh, tried to resolve this. Uh, and then, yeah, things really just, just you know, went on from there. Um, and, yeah, it's the first time I've really been involved in a situation that's been, you know, real quote-unquote in wrestling mm. that's, that's really turned into something. Um, Chris and I don't like each other. Um, that I think that was obviously plain to see before the show took place because there was, you know, there was back and forth on Twitter about a year or two ago, which mm-hmm. was really just, you know, back and forth. Um, but yeah, we don't like each other. Um, I feel like he crossed the line. Um, he has no respect for, uh, for me, for ICW. Um, and, you know, regardless of his background, um, you know, I'm going to stand up for myself and, and uh, show them what wrestling's all about. Um, so yeah, that, that probably covers what's happened, uh, and it probably leads you on to your next question about the next show, I guess. Yeah, it does. I was going to say you mentioned standing up for yourself and stand up, you will, because the next show is in less than well, three weeks' time, roughly now. Um, I've got Feed and Loving at the Barras, the Barrowlands in Glasgow. For those that don't know where that is, it's uh, one of the most famous venues in Glasgow for. Just not in general wrestling, music, any sort of event as well. Been there for years and years. So this is arguably going to become your biggest match on ICW's biggest show of the year. Um, this is ICW sort of back on the, the big stage after the last few months, either to reduce crowds as well. And you're in one of the headline matches. The match has been announced, I think, is it over two nights? Um, yeah. That's right, Saturday over, and Sunday, yeah. Over two nights in Europe, one of the headline matches in night one, I believe. So yeah. we are a couple of weeks out, and here we are. You're about to step into the ring with, with this guy, uh, Chris Bungard, now, and he's never had a match before. You, so you've got the one-upsmanship in, in that term, in terms of wrestling. How do you go about winning this match and, and getting on top? I'm, I'm going to embarrass him, um, first and foremost. Um, you know, there's all this talk about him being an MMA fighter. Um, you know, he's coming into wrestling. Uh, there's all this chit chatting about, you know, one punch or whatever, and that's me knocked out, or he's going to make me tap out. Yeah, cool. And, and what if he doesn't? What yeah. then? Um, what if it goes over seven minutes, which all of his fights have been under? What then? Um, what, what if I, I crack him one on the jaw and he falls down? What then? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to win the match, uh, 20th of November at the Battlelands. Uh, and when I do beat him, um, I'm going to take the rest of his uh, contract fights at Bellator. Um, I'm going to compete in Bellator um, because if I can beat um, you know someone that's main event in Bellator, then you know I should be on the the, the future card. So yeah, I'm going to humble him. I'm going to make him uh, realise what wrestling, pro wrestling, is all about, and I'm going to show the whole world uh, that MMA is in the shadow of pro wrestling. It always has been. It always will be. Uh, Vince McMahon uh, trumps uh, Dana White every single day of the week and twice on Sundays and uh, and on November 20th at the Barrowlands in Glasgow um, pro wrestling is going to do the exact same again I can't see any better than that that's what I hope is going to happen as well as a wrestling fan Um, I often see that when other people from other sports decide to to try their hand and step into the ring they can Often get in yeah. above their head, so it's that's exactly what it is. You sorry to interrupt again there, brother, but th- this is what it is. I mean, we see all these things online about how you know MMA is portrayed as being this you know hard ass sport. Um, you know, and any any MMA guy could could take out uh, a pro wrestler. Um, it's not it's it's hyped up 
um, and it's not true. We don't have any fight camps in wrestling. We work hard every day, and we train every day, and we're in shape uh, 365 days a year. Uh, an MMA fighter, they have what two or three ma- two or three fights a year. Um, they have a six week fight camp to get ready for it, and then they they take what the next six ten weeks off. Um, we don't do that here. We work day in day out. Um, so you know, in terms of that, uh, you know, MMA doesn't even come close to our sport. Definitely, and you mentioned also what the being in camps and whatnot. So it's, the conditioning of a wrestler is, is far superior, in my opinion, because it's all year round. Sure. Year enough. So yeah. that's another another case that you have in the the one up on them as well. So it'll be tough, but no, but I'm pretty confident you'll do the business that night. Um, after you have said obviously what your next plans are after you win the match, but what about your plans within wrestling still to go even higher? What comes next after this win at Feed and Loving? Uh, the World Heavyweight Championship. Um, for sure. Um, you know, we're gonna we're gonna take on a guy that's uh main evented the Bellator card within the last eighteen months. I'm gonna beat him uh, at my own game in a sold out Battlelands uh in front of the whole world on the WWE network. Um I'm then gonna demand whatever match I want because that is the marquee match. Yeah. That's the one that, that everyone's gonna be watching. You're gonna have MMA fans watching it, uh hoping praying that Chris Bungard does the business because, by God, if he doesn't, that's embarrassing for not only him but for all the MMA fans as well because, geez, uh, you know, the little old wrestler has, has uh, come up trumps against the MMA fighter. You know, what do you what do you argue then? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm going to demand anything. Um, I'll be in the, the, the prime position to take on anyone after that win. And then um, I'm going to speak to the chairman of Bellator uh, and I'm going to I'm going to start there. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll train. Um, I'll take on a fight. Um, you know, once I deal with Bungard, the world will be my oyster. Indeed, it will. Jason, has it been a good twenty minutes or so chat here on this this next event? Basically, I'll, I'll round it up by saying both nights appear to be sold out now, so I don't think many tickets are available uh, or what's ever left. So. Fans will need to watch it, as you say, on the network. If not, there might be some tickets floating about on the night for fans to, to get. So I would suggest if you're in Glasgow or in the general area, try and get to one of those two shows, especially yes, uh, night one. So, Jason, absolutely. thanks for joining us as ever uh, tonight on Water Manoeuvre. And hopefully we'll have you on again sometime. Thank you, brother. It's been a pleasure. There are limited tickets available for both nights on Ticketmaster. Head to Ticketmaster, get some tickets. You will not regret it. There you have it. Thanks everyone for listening and cheers again to Jason. Good night. Thanks brother. That was a Quite the Thing media production.